What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always with my co-host, John Kegley. We're two writers for San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, who have been covering the Chargers for three seasons now, but this was our first with the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Today, we have another edition of our 2019 free agency profiles, and today we're going to be covering one of the Chargers' largest needs, and that is the interior of the defensive line. The Chargers obviously are losing a bunch of guys in this position right now. I mean, you're losing Brandon Meebane, you're losing Darius Phylon and Damian Square, unless you can get those guys re-signed, but there's no guarantees on anything. So you, that position group right now is left very bare, and it's kind of a scary thought. But there are some guys, John, in free agency that could absolutely plug some of those holes. I mean, Brandon Meebane wasn't great. We've been waiting for Damian Square to kind of come on for the last few seasons, and it just never seems to click. And then, obviously, Darius Phylon was the number one guy on our defensive tackles that we wanted to bring back. So what do you think about the position group right now and those three guys? I think it's probably the biggest need besides the linebackers and safeties and stuff. I think you have to really put all your chips on the defensive tackle position because if that's not running, then nothing else is going to be running. We've got, you could have Deion Sanders on the Chargers, and he would still have some struggles because, hey, they're not stopping the run up the middle, and you're not getting pressure up the middle on the quarterback. You might as well just consider it. A dead, a dead defense. Joy Bosa and Melvin Ingram can only do so much before a quarterback takes up the middle of the field or just moves up in the pocket and makes one of those guys run past him like Tom Brady was doing. It's It can only go so far. you got to have that pressure up the middle. And Brandon Meebane and Damon Square are probably not the guys that are going to do it for you. Darius Phylon could be that guy that you could sign, but you got to f- find one other guy. And if you have to throw away all three of those guys to get one, really good one i say you do it but of all those three of those guys i think Darius Phylon is the only guy you really try to resign and if all else fails you maybe sign damien square to a cheap little contract but Darius Phylon is the only guy i'm trying to go after if i'm the chargers yeah and if you bring back damien square it has to just be hey bulk up you're playing defensive tackle we're not going to kick you out to the five technique and have you try to rush the passer off the edge we need you to anchor the middle and he just hasn't been able to do that he's not the biggest of guys and just looking at I mean pro football focus for a reference I mean you just see that he was the 110th defensive tackle out of 112 and then right next to him is one of the guys you do have coming back in Justin Jones you're the biggest critic of Justin Jones and he's at 109 so you didn't have a lot of talent right there. And, I mean, we saw that all year. We said the run defense wasn't as good as it looked, and it showed up later on in the season. But you need some pass rush from those guys, too. I mean, none of those guys was a good pass rusher. You have Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on the end. So it would be nice to get a guy that can rush the passer a little bit. But, John, I also think that there's a position of need that you don't necessarily need to have a pass rusher, and that's just – having a guy that can play that one technique and line up in between the center and the guard and just plug holes and not get moved along the line of scrimmage. So that's what we're going to talk about today. There's a bunch of free agent names that we're going to get into, so we're just going to sprinkle a couple in 
in each segment to talk about some different guys in each segment from big money guys that there's no way the Chargers will get, but we can dream. And then some other guys that we just don't think are possible fits. And then obviously some guys in the middle of that could fill some holes, but you're probably just, you're not getting Aaron Donald. You're not getting a guy that's going to be able to do both at a very high level, unless you're willing to pay a very high contract, which I don't think the Chargers are going to be able to do. And I think the Chargers probably plan on addressing some of this in the draft as well. But let's go ahead and get into some of the free agents. So, John, I think the biggest guy on the list of guys me and you have talked about, the number one guy you would want to bring in in a perfect scenario has to be the Falcons' Grady Jarrett. Without a doubt, this guy is both a run stopper and a pass rusher, and he's young. He's only 26, I believe, or he's about to turn 26. One of the two, I forgot which one it was. Yeah, he's 25 turning 26. Either way, it's still a really young guy, but this guy is really, really expensive, but he fits everything. He fits our defensive scheme of a 4-3. He also is a pass rusher. He's a run stopper, the thing we need the most. and. The problem is he's going to cost a lot. This guy's going to cost a lot of money. He's going to be looking for a long-term deal with a lot of money. I don't think we can afford him, but as you said, in a perfect world, this is the guy we need. And I remember him at Clemson and how good he was at Clemson. And to see the fact that he was a fifth-round pick and how many teams passed up on this guy. I mean, we know how many bad Chargers third-round picks there have been. Just take any of those guys and give me Grady Jarrett on that rookie contract, and we would have gotten a lot more out of it. But, yeah, I mean, had six sacks last season, but that's just part of his story. I mean, sacks aren't everything. He had one week where he had three hits and six hurries. He had 11 hits and six sacks on the season and 36 hurries, 53 total pressures, which is just like all of the Chargers' defensive tackles put together. And then you throw in the fact that he's also a guy that can move along the line of scrimmage, can play the one or the three technique, and just, I mean, be that versatile guy that can do everything for you. But like you said, he's probably, John, on the next level below the guys that are getting the crazy big money like an Aaron Donald. I don't think he's getting Aaron Donald money. He's not going to get Aaron Donald money, but he's going to get something that's going to take up your cap space, probably somewhere around the nine to eleven million dollars a year, and you have to guarantee a lot of that money as well because he's young and he's going to be worried about injuries. And if he his career ends short, he's going to want a lot of money guaranteed. He's one of those type of guys. Yeah, I'm thinking at least nine to eleven million. I wouldn't be surprised to see him. I mean, getting up to fourteen million, and I also wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons retained him. I think they know how important he is. I mean, there's. No easier player to scout than a guy that's playing on your own team. So I think that's wishful thinking for Chargers fans. So I wouldn't get too excited for that. But there are some guys that, you know, you could get for a little bit less. That I know that you were thinking about. You have some kind of under-the-radar guys that could fit the Chargers scheme and come at a relatively cheap contract. Yeah, a couple of those guys. Well, one of them is a guy that played for the Ravens. So, you know, a guy that comes from the Ravens usually has at least some knowledge and at least a little bit of skill to have made a Ravens roster. And that would be Brent Urban, who is a runs defender. He's not really good at the pass rush. He has very little talent at that. But we, I'm more worried about the run. We can get pass rush somewhere else. We have so many ways of getting that. But we just never could figure out 
a way to stop the run. We could have Derwin James rush. We could have Adrian Phillips rush. We could have Joy Boza, Melvin Ingram. Somebody rushed and was effective at the pass rush. It was the run that we couldn't do. So if we got a guy that's just good at the run, I'm good with that. Brett Urban would be a guy like that. He's 28 years old, so he's he's borderline getting to like where they say the end of your prime or your prime's just beginning. It depends on the player, but he's not completely old, but he's good enough. That would be like a six-year veteran, about the seventh year. And another guy is from the Broncos. There's two guys in the Broncos this year that are free agents. There would be Pico, who is becoming 35, so I wouldn't really go after him. But a guy that played next to him, behind him, is Zach Kerr, who's going to be 29. He's only good at the run as well, not much on the pass. But he's 335 pounds. (laughs) I would take him for low money and just to play one, the first and second downs. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the Chargers are going to have to probably settle for a guy that's not going to do everything John so I think that if you get a guy like that who can just plug holes on first and second down and make sure you're not getting pushed around you can draft a guy in the draft that could potentially turn into that pass rushing defensive tackle and I think really the two positions are with a guy like Brett Urban he kind of is a defensive end slash defensive tackle But for the Chargers defense, he would line up probably where Darius Phylon lined up a lot of the years and not where Brandon Meebane lined up. That would be more for a guy like Pico or a guy like Zach Kerr that you're just going to have sit there, anchor down that middle of the field and not get pushed around, even though you're not going to bring a pass rush. I think the Ravens were disappointed that they never really got the pass rush productivity out of Brent Urban. But I think for the Chargers, having him and knowing what to expect, knowing you're not getting that pass rush would be okay because you need a guy that can just kind of stuff the middle. He's a big body. He's pretty athletic. He has an 81.6 run stuffing grade from Pro Football Focus, which is up there amongst interior defensive linemen. So there's a lot to like there. And I think probably the most that you like is – I think the number one thing that you like, though, is you could get that guy and bring back a guy like Darius Phylon and be able to still have some freedom in free agency to be able to cover up other needs that you have. But we do have other bigger name guys that would probably make more of an impact but are going to have a steeper price tag. Guys like Sheldon Richardson, guys like Muhammad Wilkerson and Henry Anderson from the Jets. So let's go ahead and get into the next batch of free agents. All right, John, now it's time to get into some more free agent defensive tackles in the 2019 free agent class. Well, I want to start with a guy on the Jets who had a a pretty good year last year. And you know Jets defensive tackles are kind of – it's kind of a curse right now. I mean, there's three of them on this list. Former and on there right now between Henry Anderson, Sheldon Richardson, and Muhammad Wilkerson all seem to really not have lived up to the hype. But there's a lot to like from these guys and some things that the Chargers could use as far as attributes and size in the middle. But for Henry Anderson specifically, you're getting a guy that is a very well-rounded player. He's much better in pass rush than the other guys that we talked about. He actually leads the list that I have with seven sacks in 2018, which you will take 
all day from your defensive tackle. He's more of a three technique. He's not a Brandon Meebane who's just going to sit and plug the middle, but he's more of an athletic guy that can move along the line of scrimmage and get after people going side to side, which is something the Chargers value highly too. What do you think about Henry Anderson as a potential fit for the Chargers on the inside? Uh, it's a tough one because he's also good at stopping the run, but I don't know if he's actually that pass rushing guy. Yeah, the stats say he is with seven sacks, but is he consistent at this? I don't really see much consistency out of him from looking at a few other seasons that he's done, but I feel like it's still better than what Brandon Meebane brought. If if you can get someone that brings better stats than Meebane, yeah, he doesn't play the same position as Meebane, but someone that brings better stats than him, I feel like you could still take that. Darius Firelon brought up four sacks, so it's only three sacks more, but I feel they're like the same player just about, but Firelon's shown he can do this every year and he keeps getting better, whereas I haven't seen Henry Anderson do that kind of thing. I feel like this was just that one big year where he finally broke out, but is he going to do it again? I question it. Well, and the biggest part of him not being able to do it, John, is just the fact that he hasn't been able to be healthy. I mean, he put together a healthy season at the best possible time for himself just because he played all 16 games for the first time in his career. So I definitely see what you're saying with that. I think that he does disappear in the pass rush from time to time, and that's why you see a pass rush grade of only 65.8. But but I never did say he was a good pass rusher. I just said that he's better than the guys that we have and better than a lot of guys on this list. He has that potential, and I think that's what you're looking for in free agency. But like everything else, John, it comes down to what the contract is going to be. Who are you letting go? Who are you bringing back with him? But as far as a guy that can get in and start right away from you and be an automatic upgrade for a possibly reasonable price tag, I think Henry Anderson fits the bill more than a guy like the next guy I want to get into, and that's Sheldon Richardson, who still kind of has that glean of has so much potential. He's so athletic. He's explosive. Still hasn't really put it all together. He had four and a half sacks last season with the Vikings. Played 719 snaps, which is actually pretty good for a defensive tackle, but was in a rotation on a very good Minnesota Vikings defensive line. And he's a guy that I definitely watched a few games on. I never really saw what people like so much about him, but I understand that there's talent there. He's a physical freak, one of those guys on the interior, but I just I didn't really ever see the hype, John. Yeah, neither did I. I know he's supposedly supposed to be good at playing both the 4-3 and the 3-4, so that means if you brought him in, he'd already know your system, if you will, as far as the formation goes. But as you said, the hype is just hasn't been shown. But I would definitely take him over what we had last year. I would say that for sure. But is he going to be worth the money that he's probably going to be looking for based on what's behind his name? I wouldn't give him that money. If he's willing to go for something pretty low, I'd take a risk. But if he wants the big money contract that Grady Jarrett could possibly get, then I would literally just say bye right away. Right when he says that that money and you say, what about this? And he says, no, walk away. Don't even give it a second thought. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think the price tag is the biggest issue with Sheldon Richardson because I just don't think he's good enough at any one specific thing. He's not a total package as a pass rusher. He's not totally dominant in the running game. If you look at the Patriots game from last season, he was mainly a non-impact in that game, got stuck around the line of scrimmage a lot, made a couple decent plays in the running game, but nothing that tells you you should, hey, you know, pay $10 million a season for this guy. I think, honestly, John, out of the three of the guys we talked about, Muhammad Wilkerson actually fits the bill better than Sheldon Richardson does. Another guy who's, you know, 29 years old, coming off of his second contract. Another guy who never really lived up to the hype was a bigger body in the middle that also struggled with rushing the passer. He had a 76.4 run-stopping grade on pro football focus, which is pretty good, not dominant at all, but had zero sacks in 2018, only three and a half in 2017, but does have 44 and a half for his career. So you know the pass rush prowess is there, but we haven't seen it in a couple seasons. Yeah, and he also suffered a uh, season-ending injury last year, which is something that always worries me. But when it's a big guy like this that has a big name and could cost a lot, when you're coming off of a season-ending injury, you tend to get them a little bit cheaper. So it's something to actually look for. Has he lived up to the hype? No. But with the injury, does it make him... It worth the contract a little bit more since it could be low. Yes. Yes. It's, it's just, will he be willing to settle for it? Is he going to be going, well, I did have a season ending injury, so I'll settle for a little bit less than what I wanted because I have to prove myself on like a two year, maybe two year, $16 million deal or something like that. But is he going to be willing to take that or is he going to be like, no, I want $13 million and all this guaranteed? It's That's the real question here. And if you really want to look at something here, Wade, some people said that he was the uh, second best at his position behind J.J. Watt back when he was playing for the Jets. <laughs> and that's not easy to get said. When you're said to be second behind J.J. Watt, that's really hard to do. Oh, it's extremely hard to do. And I should have prefaced the zero sacks in 2018 by saying, hey, he only played in three games. So, yes, it's it's hard to take anything out of a three-game season that he played for the the Packers. But at the same time, that's why I threw in the 2017. So he only had three and a half sacks going into last season when he obviously barely played at all. But he did show the willingness to kind of go to a contender in Green Bay and and go on a one-year deal. And I don't think that really changes right now, John. I could see a one-year $9 million offer for this guy, you know, I could definitely see something in that range. Just a prove it deal again, because obviously in 2018, he didn't prove it. He could not stay on the field. And that is the downside to those deals where you don't get multiple years and guaranteed money that if you go down like this, the next season, you're not going to be highly sought after in free agency. And if he wasn't able to get a multi-year deal last year, I don't know what would make you think that he's going to get a multiple year deal coming off of three games in 2018. So I think he's absolutely a buy low prospect and a guy that if you can get anything close, John, if you can get 90% of what he was at his best for a short-term deal, that could make a huge difference on the Chargers defensive front. Yeah, you would take that in a heartbeat. And 
if you could get him for that contract and get Darius Phylon back, I say you're set at defensive tackle. If you want to maybe draft a guy that's in the lower round so you don't have to pay the big first-round contract for someone that could have more potential, just like Phylon did when he was drafted kind of low, you could build up that defensive tackle so that if Muhammad Wilkerson doesn't resign with you for a good amount of money that you're proud of, you have three young guys on the roster. You'll have Darius Phylon. Justin Jones, who needs a lot of improvement, and whoever you drafted this year, if you draft someone. And I think that would be a marked improvement on this last season. I mean, you just didn't get much out of any of those guys. None of them ranked in the top half of defensive tackles graded by Pro Football Focus, which isn't everything, John. We don't base everything on Pro Football Focus, but that just kind of shows you, like, look. I mean, look how many guys were graded above them. That's not a fluke. And we've all known that the production the Chargers have had inside has been lackluster and every guy they've drafted, albeit not very highly drafted guys, have come in and and been somewhat of a disappointment, especially Corey Legit. So I think that's why they didn't really spend money there because they had so much money invested in Corey Legit. But guess what? You're saving about $10 million on Corey Legit. So that could turn into some pretty good free agent signings if you use it the right way. But there's a couple other guys I want to talk about more kind of stopgap guys, very one dimensional guys, lesser known names. I want to get into in the next segment that could still serve a purpose for the chargers if used correctly. But first I need to tell you guys that this episode could have been brought to you by your company or your product. If you're looking for a new way to find customers, podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with the sponsors they hear on their podcast Our demographic is 98% males with a higher earning and more education than most audiences. And you can sponsor the Locked On Chargers podcast by emailing me at dwade4256 at gmail.com. We do not have an offseason. We can still get your product out to thousands and thousands of people every week. So what are you waiting for? Hook up with the Locked On Chargers podcast right now. All right, now it's time to get into the last couple of guys on our defensive tackle free agency wish list in 2019. And we got to most of the big names, but there is one more big name, John, that I wanted to see if you'd be interested in kicking the tires on. And that's a guy named Indomitian Sue, who plays not very far away. And you also have an example of what a contract with him might look like him signing that one-year $14 million contract with the Rams last season, who were obviously making their Super Bowl push. What would you think about the Chargers potentially looking into Indomitian Sue? Oh, God, that is so tough because I don't know if I want to spend that much money, but it'd be totally worth it at the same time. But you'd fix one problem with so much money, and you have so many other problems to fix, like the offensive line and the linebackers, and the safety. I don't know if he'd be worth that much money as far as all the needs we have, but he'd be worth it for his talent. It's really tough. I would love to have him, even though he has picked up his attitude a lot. It still worries me that he might do something to get himself suspended or fined, but he's still so freaking good and so powerful in the middle. It's really tough to say whether I want him or not just because of the money. And that's really the biggest hang-up with Indomitian Sue is you don't really have a a one-year $14.5 million contract to give this guy. And as far as, you know, him latching on with a contender for less money, he's kind of in that situation right now 
with the LA Rams. So I would think, you know, if he was going to take a shorter contract to try to get more money in a multiple, a multi-year deal, he would probably just go back to the Rams who were obviously just in the Super Bowl. So he's on a contender right now, which makes things a lot harder than guys like, you know, Henry Anderson, who are, who is on a, a losing team right now and would probably like a chance to go get in the playoffs at least. So I don't think it'll work out for Indomitian Sue, but if it did, John, I mean, he would be a guy I would be very excited about. He had his third highest rated pro football focus grade of his career last season. And even though he took a small step back in pass rushing, he's only had four and a half sacks the last two years. He gets a push in the pocket consistently, and it would still be more than any interior defender of the Chargers had last season. And then you combine that with just being dominant in the running game. I mean, he was excellent. The 12th best run defender last year on the interior out of all eligible defensive tackles. So he would just, he would cover up so many holes on the Chargers defensive front. I just don't see it working out as much as I would be down for it to happen. And another guy I want to talk about that I have on this list is Marcus Hunt, a guy for the Colts who had kind of a balance back year and was really good along their defensive line, especially stopping the run. He's a very good run defender. He's a huge guy, 6'8", 277 pounds, probably plays the three technique. And for those of you who don't know, basically when I'm saying three technique, one technique, I'm talking about where you line up on the line of scrimmage. So if you're the three technique, that means you're lining up on the outside shoulder of the guard. If you're in the one technique, you're on the outside shoulder of the center, which is what the Chargers run on their defensive front with the defensive ends, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram coming off the end. So he would be a guy that you could put at your, you know, three technique and probably be successful. I don't have any idea what kind of contract this guy is going to get, but having five sacks on the interior is definitely going to get some interest from teams. But the most exciting thing I saw was just how much he played. I mean, obviously the Chargers are going to have a defensive line rotation, but this guy played 74.2% of the snaps last season for the Colts defense. That's impressive for a guy to go out there and be that durable. Especially with him being in his 30s. That's a, that is a pretty amazing. And that makes me feel a lot reliable on this guy. Just because the Chargers have so many injury issues that this is a guy you can look at and go, oh, this guy played this much. He was this old. He has experience. Didn't have much injuries. And he's good at stopping the run. I would take a chance at it. I would definitely take a chance at him. If uh, some of these guys that you wanted fall away or their contracts don't fit in and his does, I would take a chance on him. And he just seems to have more potential as a pass rusher than even he showed last year. Watched some games on him and he did have five sacks. He wasn't super consistent, always getting pushed in the pocket because he is so tall. People are able to get underneath him in pass blocking too easily sometimes, but you see what you could do with it. He could be a seven, eight sack guy, even at his age, if he was to put it all together and really be put in the right situation, which he would be if he was with the chargers, because the one thing John, that's going to help any defensive tackle that the chargers bring in is going to be having Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on the edge to take pressure off those guys and give them one-on-one matchups. That's why it's scary that no Chargers interior defender had more than four and a half sacks 
last year. I mean, Joey Bosa was hurt, but they're getting so much help with other pass rushers that other teams aren't worried about them getting after the passer, and they're still not able to do it consistently enough. So I think Hunt is a guy that just fits more of the contract that you're looking to give out, and he could be a, and he's really good in run stuffing, and then the pass rushing is all gravy on top of that. But there's a couple more guys I want to get your opinion on, and that's a couple of guys from the New England Patriots. Malcolm Brown and Danny Shelton. Not Lawrence Guy. I would love to have Lawrence Guy back. He is not available. But are either of those guys any players that you would be targeting and saying, hey, maybe I could get something out of him? I would like to get one of them for sure if we have a chance because of two things. One, they're experienced veterans that aren't going to take up a ton of money. And two, they were on the Super Bowl t- winning team a couple of times. So they have that experience. that They can even be that leader that you don't expect to be there, but that guy that can go, hey, <laughs> you all haven't done nothing. Like You need to calm down and worry about next week. You know, they have that experience to do that, whereas a lot of these young guys don't really have that. They tend to get a little bit into their heads. They start get, getting a little bit confident. And you, can, you saw it against the Patriots. Some of those guys to start the game weren't exactly – pumped up for the game they were worried about the cold air they were worried about what they did against the ravens you could just tell just from the way they started the game and it took them a while to pick up and go okay we got to start playing like we are used to but someone like a malcolm brown or danny shelton that has played on the super bowl team a couple of times can actually go hey you all need to calm down we ain't ready for this yet and i would like to have one of those guys just for that reason alone i think it's one of those situations john where you have to balance you know how much experience how much is their experience worth and how much should you look into the Patriots don't want these guys? Because, I mean, how many times have we seen guys do very well on the Patriots and the Patriots get rid of them before they start being bad? So I think how do you weigh that as far as are these guys going to be able to perform the same way when they're not, you know, getting pushed to the level that Bill Belichick pushes his players? Well, I think it's also that you got to look at the situations too because there's some guys – that leave the Patriots because of money. And the, what Belichick does is he'll look at some guy who's pretty good and he'll tell him, hey, screw the money. Come play for me. You'll win a Super Bowl. And after that, you can leave and go get your money, basically. That's basically what's going right. on. And a lot of guys, when they, after they win the Super Bowl and they made it a little bit of a name for themselves, they go, you know what? I got my ring. I'm going to take the chance and go for that big contract that has guaranteed money that I can – Rest myself on because, hey, I got my ring. What else do I need to play for? Now I just got to play for retirement and be able to do whatever I want the rest of my life, support my kids' college career, whatever it is. So a lot of guys leave to do that. And it's not always that they let go of them because, hey, you're not good anymore. We don't need you. It's always, hey, you, you want to accept a big contract? We're not going to give it to you. Go try somewhere else. And I feel like Malcolm Brown and Denny Shelton could be those guys too. That are trying to do that, but is Malcolm Brown really going to get that big of a contract? Is Danny Shelton going to really get that big of a contract that you can't say no to it? I don't think they are. I don't think they're going to get that Nadamika Sue, Sheldon Richardson, Grady Jarrett type contract. I don't think they're going to be that expensive. So I think you could maybe try for it. Yeah, and I think that when you if you tried for it, what you'd be doing is just getting one of those one-dimensional run stuffers that you do need. I mean, Danny Shelton is not going to give you pass rush. He has a hundred he has one and a half career sacks in four seasons, right? So I mean, yes. we, we know that we're not getting anything out of him. Malcolm Brown had zero sacks 
last season, but had eight and a half combined the three seasons before that. So has, you know, a little bit, but is coming off his worst season rushing the passer. But he did play 43.2% of New England snaps, which is pretty good. He only missed one game. They do a lot of rotations on that defensive line, which is why you didn't see a ton of Danny Shelton outside of his injuries or Malcolm Brown. They know what they're doing. And on third downs, they usually have Trey Flowers as the only down lineman and a bunch of guys standing up where you don't know where they're coming from. So these guys do not see the field on third down. But I think they could absolutely, for the right price, bring a dimension to this Chargers defense that they didn't have last year. Brandon Meebane was, you know, just about average at run stopping and pass rushing. He wasn't good at either one. And I think that just to have a guy that you can put in there and you know he's going to be good at stopping the run brings a value to this team because of the fact that they just don't have that guy on the roster right now. And a couple other cheaper options that you could see, a guy like Christian Covington, who's kind of been buried on a talented Houston Texans defense. A guy we wanted last year in Jonathan Hankins, who only has you know five sacks in the last four seasons, but was still pretty good against the run last year in Oakland. But that is going to wrap things up for our defensive tackle free agency show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hopefully the Chargers can land one of these guys because we know that this is a position of great need for them, and they need to inject some talent into that line, especially getting Corey Legit off the books. You have no excuse now. You don't have all your money tied up in one guy on that interior. So hopefully they can get it done. But but on the next show, we'll be getting into offensive linemen. We're going to have one show covering the centers and guards and then another show covering offensive tackles. So that'll be coming up later on in the week. Until then, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page, Locked on Chargers. And of course, to tell us who you want to get in free agency, leave us a voicemail on the Locked on Chargers voicemail line. The number is 323-524-7924. Your voice will get on the show. And subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure to rate and review for us. We'd really appreciate it. But until next time, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.